Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Be sure to check out our Twitter at FFDaydreamers and our Instagram at Fantasy Daydreamers. And be sure to thank of that. And if you haven't, do it now. On to the pod. Whatever you do, stay, stay dreaming. dreaming. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gane, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. As you heard on the top of the episode, I got him back. I had to beg him to come back, but he, he agreed to come back. Keone's with me here today. I found a space in my schedule, Thank and I'm, uh, I'm here now. It's, it's good to be here, though. And someone who was begging to be on the podcast yet again, he thought he did so good on Tuesday's episode. Aaron is back with us here today. What up, y'all? You can follow me at AJC underscore Daydreamers on Twitter. Thank you for blowing my email up nonstop to get back on the podcast. I appreciate that. You got to do what that. you got to do. Yeah, I support you. Support the love. Today, we're going to have some busts of the week, some superstars of the week. But first, let's get into some news. All right. Probably the saddest news this entire season. You guys, listen. It's going to be okay. Ben Roethlisberger was placed on the COVID reserve list. It's just because he was in contact with Vance McDonald. So he should be back playing this week. So don't worry too much. All right. I'm devastated. <laughs> devastated. Yeah, producer Ian, if we got cricket sound effects, put, uh, go ahead and plug that in right here. Uh, all right, let's move on to something more serious. Sam Darnold, he's day-to-day. That's not too serious. Um, he might play. I don't think that matters for fantasy. T.Y. Hilton, he has a chance to play Thursday. It's going to be up to the coaches and the doctors whether he plays. Um, in other Colts news, Trey Burton is the last tight end. Mo Cox might play but he's banged up and jack doyle is out with a concussion so are you guys looking at trey burton as maybe a start a stream this week you know philip rivers loves to throw uh touchdowns to his tight end so we do know this but uh as a wise man once said uh thursday night games are crazy and i'm not uh putting in anybody that is not a for sure start or superstar in my lineup Yep. Those are some wise words. Yep. Very wise. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he is doubtful this week. He's not expected to play Sunday, but he is considered day-to-day. They're not shutting him down for the season. Um, they even came out and said he's not week-to-week. He is day-to-day. So he should be hopefully good to go in a week, but he's not going to go this week probably. I would uh, stay with Mike Davis, and potentially, if you don't have him, look at Curtis Samuel as well. Yeah, if Curtis Samuel's out there, he needs to be owned in all leagues just because of the volume that he's getting. All right, let's move on. Nick Chubb, his status will be determined on Friday, whether he's going to come back. He's missed a few weeks. They just had – they're coming off the bye week. He's going to be practicing this week, but whether he goes or not, we won't know until later on. Does does that like? Do you think that affects Hunt's time? 
I'm starting Kareem Hunt either way. Kareem Hunt seemed to play better with Nick Chubb on the field. Um, and they, the Browns really want to run the ball. So I think the them easing Nick Chubb back into the game plan, maybe a little, but I still, if he plays, I still think he gets 10 to 15 touches and that's good enough for Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a great athlete. Yeah. I'd stay tuned to the rest of the pod for uh, some more cream hunt analysis here. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Mark Ingram, he has a chance to play this week. He did practice on Wednesday. Does this just ruin J.K. Dobbins or uh, Gus Edwards, the whole backfield with Um, Ingram coming back? To me, it's like, say a kid is drawing a beautiful picture and they're, you know, they're drawing within the lines and they're, they're staying in there nice. And then another kid just comes along, shoves him out of the way and just just falls right over it. And that's what Mark Ingram will do to that backfield. Aggressively scribbling. Yes. All over the backfield. Um, Kenyon Drake also returned to practice this week. Like we said on the last podcast, whichever running back is starting for the Cardinals, they're going to be a running back too. And the other one is if if Chase Edmonds is the backup, then he's just that, a backup. Maybe a flex candidate, but nothing more. And if you do have Chase Edmonds, but not Kenyon Drake, I would say look for Duke Johnson or Wayne Gallman off the waiver wire, which we talked about earlier in yeah. our uh, in our writings. Yeah, or maybe even look to the Kenyon Drake manager and see if you can cash in on the Chase Edmonds value as a handcuff. So yeah, see what you could get for him, flipping him to the Kenyon Drake owner. I like that. Antonio Gibson, he did not practice on Wednesday. He has a shoulder injury. You're just going to have to wait and see. I think he goes this week, but you're going to have to wait. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Have a pivot option ready. For the Chargers, it doesn't sound like Justin Jackson is going to play this week uh, per Anthony Lynn. Pope is back. He's, he was out with a concussion, but he's he's off concussion protocol now, and he did practice on Wednesday, so that looks like it's good to go. Caleb Balazs did go back to the practice squad. If you don't know, players can come off the practice squad twice before they have to be signed to the 53-man roster. So he went back down to the practice squad. I think they'll elevate him again this week just with Jackson being out and it's – really going to muddy that backfield like it did last week. I don't think you can count on starting Balazs. Do you guys? No. Uh, honestly, I'd be more interested in Pope if Jackson wasn't active than I would Balazs. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Pope wasn't there last week whenever Balazs had his good game. So look for Pope to get a little bit more work and don't start any of the Chargers running backs. Miles Sanders, some good news. He did practice on Wednesday. Looks like he's going to be good to go this week. That's just good news because Philadelphia needs some help. Matt Breida, the Dolphins just had a walkthrough today, but according to the coaches, he would have been limited. This backfield, I I don't know. I'm stay, I, I'm staying away from all of them. Jordan Howard, Matt Breida. With uh, Miles Gaskin out, 
He's the only one that I really trust in that backfield. Raheem Moster and Tevin Coleman will both miss this week officially. Debo Samuel, he's going to be evaluated later on in the week, but he's still not practicing. This 49ers team is just really banged up. and I, I mean, it's so hard to just keep saying that you can't start anyone from any of these teams, but I don't know who you can – I mean, Brandon Ayuk is there for the 49ers. He'll be back, but – Who's thrown to him? Nick Mullins? I don't know if I trust that. It's just, it's tough this season with all these injuries. Yeah, it's it's not their year. Yeah, for sure. Daryl Henderson, he did not practice on Wednesday. They're coming off the bye. He's banged up. Hopefully he's able to go, but you'll hear, you'll hear about him a little bit more later. I don't think you should start him this week. Both Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are are uncertain this week. Carson is closer than Hyde, according to Pete Carroll, but you already had a pivot for Chris Carson. You might need to use him again. If Chris Carson does is out there and does play, are you guys starting him back up? I would, because that's happened previously in the year, and he had a great game. So he's a trustworthy guy if he gets on the field, I think. Yeah, I mean, if either one of these two guys are good to go, then you're putting them in your lineup. All right. David Johnson, he did not practice Wednesday with his concussion, and a source said he's unlikely uh, to play this week. So Duke Johnson, he's going to get the majority of those snaps and majority of those carries. So if you if you need him, he, he should be there. He should be available this week. Cooper Cup also was limited with an oblique injury. Playing against Seattle this week, does that scare you guys a little bit? Or are you guys starting him up? If he can play, I'm starting him. The matchup is too good. I agree with that. All right, that'll do it for the news. Let's move on to the bust of the week. But first... We got a mailbag question from our producer, Ian. Ian, hit us with it. What's the question? Okay, so this one comes from uh, fattierdaddy um, at gmail.com. And he was wondering who he should put in his starting lineup. There's six possibilities, but only three spots. Two wide receivers and one flex. Right now he has Stefan Diggs, DJ Chark, Brandon Cooks, Okay, and he could play Adam Thielen, Christian Kirk, or Mike Davis. Out of those six, who are the three starters? Can you can you give them to me one more time? Sure, sure. So, Stefan Diggs, DJ Chark, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Christian Kirk, and Mike Davis. That's for two wide receivers starters and one flex. That's how Mike Davis gets thrown in there. Yeah, I'm staying away from Mike Davis. Um, so you're starting Stephon Diggs. I think I want to say Christian Kirk is the flex. Um, I agree. So I'll I'll help you there. I'll give you okay. some time. Um, I agree with the Diggs part. Um, because and I I like the the Kirk aspect as well. Um, because I like I talked about him on Tuesday. Um, Captain Kirk. He's a really, he's sort of a sleeper this year. 
and he's done really, really, really well since um, being coming back from his injury. And both those, I think, are in the same game. So it's it's going to be Buffalo versus um, Arizona. And hopefully, unlike the New Orleans-Tampa Bay game, this game will hopefully actually be a shootout um, because both teams have the capabilities to do so. And both defenses are, are malleable in terms of how the offense can play with them. Um, and I know Buffalo is really good against um, Seattle, but Arizona has just as good a chance. And I think there's not going to happen again. Um, in terms of the other one, I'd say it's between Chark and Brandon Cooks because Chark seemed to have a real connection with uh, Luton and Brandon Cooks is the number two um, for Deshaun Watson, but both him and Fuller are looking really good. So that's sort of a, a toss up. I'd both, like to hear you both guys of them are scoring touchdowns. Yeah. I think I lean. I, I think you're right about that. It's between Chark and Cooks for that last spot, and I think I lean Brandon Cooks, and that's just based on matchup this week. Cooks is going up against Cleveland, and uh, Chark is going up against Green Bay. I mean, it could it could go the other way where Jacksonville's down by a lot, so they have to throw to come back and in that case it would be Chark that's going to outscore Brandon Cooks but I think Cooks has a better chance at getting into the end zone this week so that's why I would lean Cooks so I agree with the Stefan Diggs and Christian Kirk I actually would go Mike Davis with that third spot if of course McCaffrey doesn't play you look at last week uh, Alvin Kamara now obviously there's quite a bit of a talent difference but Alvin Kamara in a blowout game, 13 points, running back eight against Tampa. If Mike Davis is seeing all the uh, rushing and all of the passing attempts out of that backfield, I think he has a possibility to be a top 10 guy this week. So, but that's the thing. That's the thing with Davis is he's not seeing all of the rushing or all of the work out of the backfield anymore. Curtis Samuel has eaten so much into that the last few weeks that I don't trust Mike Davis anymore. That's just me. See, it, it comes more for me of my, not lack of faith, but just I believe that Tampa likes to keep everything in front. And so I think we're going to see less of the downfield passing game to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So I think that's going to lead to a lot of screen passes, early dump offs, especially with the pressure that Tampa brings. So I think we're going to see more of the quick passing game and that favors uh, a pass catching running back. Favors Robbie Anderson, you say it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's true. So I guess uh, we haven't decided for you at all. You have to pick still yourself. We have two of them for you, but <laughs> yeah, we have, that third yeah, one. We, yeah, we did agree on two. So, all right, let's move on to some busts of the week. So we're just gonna go through. We each pick the guy at each position quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end we're going to give you who we think will bust this week so who wants to go first all right i guess i will since no one else wants to all right um so my bust 
this week for quarterback is going to be Kirk Cousins, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. They're at the Chicago Bears. He's finished inside the top 12 quarterbacks once this season. And that was – he only finished quarterback nine. And that was in week six. He's 22nd in passing yards, 25th in completions, 26th in attempts. And he's thrown the second most interceptions this season. Only Carson Wentz has thrown more than him. Chicago is also top 10 passing defense. They're giving up 14.9 fantasy points to quarterbacks per game this season and only allowing uh, opponents to score 28% of the time inside the red zone uh, at home. So this matchup does not seem favorable for Cousins, and he's just an average, maybe even a below average quarterback going up against a really good defense. I'm staying away from him this week. Uh, that's, I think that's a good pick. Um, my pick is Matthew Stafford of uh, Detroit and they're facing the Washington football team. Uh, first off, Kenny Galladay is questionable potentially to play in this game. So we don't know if he's going to play or not, which hampers his uh, passing ability or his the amount that he's going to – or how well he'll do. Yeah, you take away his best wide receiver. It's Yeah, it's so going to happen to anybody pretty much, yeah. except if the elite guys. Um, but more specifically, Washington is, I believe, the best defense against the pass, only allowing 176 yards per away game and in the last three, 117 yards per game. And they rank in the top eight in terms of touchdowns allowed in away games. And I believe this game is in Detroit. So they're just – the Washington is playing pretty, pretty well against the pass. So I'm not going to trust Stafford to do that well this week, and especially since he's been a iffy quarterback pretty much all season. So that's why he's my best for quarterback. All right, and then my best of the week is Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. He gets to face uh, Miami Dolphins this week. Miami's defense and special teams from week three on have finished 6th, 21st, 4th, 4th, 1st, and 7th, and that 21st finish was against Seattle. So take that for what you will. Obviously, the Chargers offense is not as explosive as the Seattle defense, or as the uh, Chargers offense, excuse me, but Miami also does a great job of defending the run, which we know the Chargers are going to have to air it out. But uh, Miami has forced a turnover in every game, and they've had nine turnovers in the last four games. So you're looking at a rookie quarterback who, yes, has been extremely effective and efficient at moving the ball down the field, but with a secondary that's uh, very experienced for the Dolphins and uh, continues to take the ball away, I think that this is a matchup that doesn't suit Herbert and I see him finishing outside the top 10 this week. Yeah. I think if this is the, this, if this is the game for him not, uh, to not have a stellar performance, like this is the game for it to happen because their defense is really good. So can I ask you some guys that you're starting over Justin Herbert this week? Um, would you start Baker Mayfield over him? No, right? Uh, it's just maybe. Like... I mean, you get you get 
Cleveland against Houston, he gets back Nick Chubb. Yeah, they're going to be running the ball a lot, but I just think that it's a matchup that can be taken advantage of. Also, he gets back um, Austin Hooper. Yes. He does get back Austin Hooper. Um, oh, big Phil against Tennessee. Thursday night game, that one's a little risky. Yeah, that one's definitely risky, a little too risky for my take. Um, honestly, it's less about what I think of the talent of Herbert. It's more of the fact that I think that he's been playing so well. There's just going to be regression. Yeah, there's going to like at, at some point you're going to not throw for 270 yards and three touchdowns. Like it's going to happen eventually. And I think the way this Miami defense has been playing, they're hot. This is the week that 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 happens. Yeah. Yeah, they're hot right now. For sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting because, yeah, you have that really stellar Miami defense who's like pretty much propping that team up versus Herbert, who this is an interesting stat that I heard. He's the only quarterback in NFL history within his first six starts to have over 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. So it'll be an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. All right, let's move on to some running back busts this week. Uh, Keone, why don't you start us off? Okie dokie. Um, so my running back bust for this week is, uh, is going to be Melvin Gordon. Um, he's starting to share the backfield more with uh, Philip Lindsay. And I think he still has like a 60% share to, compared to Lindsay's 30 or so or less than that. Um, but I think he's trending down uh, with less than – he's had less than 50 yards per game um total the past few weeks uh, i think the past two weeks and less th- he had less than 30 yards total in his last game against a not really good atlanta defense um and the defense he faces this week in um, las vegas is better than uh atlanta i believe and yeah i'm just i think you're starting to stay away from gordon and he's like touchdown dependent so unless he gets a touchdown, which who knows with him sharing the backfield, but he's my best. Yeah, the last three weeks, the snap share has gone for Gordon 60%, 55%, 60%. But you're right, since Philip Lindsay has came back, it Philip Lindsay has looked pretty good. Decent to pretty good and it's really just ruined Melvin Gordon, uh, his fantasy production. It really hasn't helped Philip Lindsay. I mean, I guess both of them, it, you can put both of them as flex candidates right now, but you're right. Melvin Gordon is trending down, especially compared to what he was doing on earlier in the season. My running back bust this week, Daryl Henderson, the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about him. He's banged up and, Coming off the bye, he's still banged up. And it it's just somewhere, someone that I want to stay away from this week. They're splitting that backfield completely between Malcolm Brown and don't forget Cam Akers is still there. And I don't know. Henderson has looked good at times, but he's also looked not good, pretty bad at times. The Seahawks aren't terrible against the run defense. They're the fourth. Uh, they're giving up the fourth least yards per game on the ground this season, but that's probably because they're giving up so much, so many yards through the air. Henderson's 
just an average running back that I think you try to stay away from this week. And his receptions aren't helping him. He's under two receptions a game right now. I just don't want to play him. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be more concerned with the fact that they had their bye week and he's limited in practice still. Like, you'd think, not that, you know, the bye week cures all wounds, but it makes me more concerned that he's not immediately coming back and being a full participant in practice. Like, the fact that they're still easing him into the practice and getting back into it yeah, would make me more concerned. Yep. All right, and then my bust of the week is Dalvin Cook. Now, everybody relax. Heresy. All right? I understand that I am talking about the number one running back on the year. When I say bust, this is not me. Put him on your bench. This is not me. You're not putting him anywhere. Like, he's a starter. Start him everywhere. But temper expectations. Chicago Bears, all right, last two weeks have faced Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. During those two weeks, they have allowed 68 yards to to Derrick Henry and 67 yards to Alvin Kamara. Now, we know that Dalvin Cook is not the pass catcher that Kamara is, which is where he's getting most of his value this year. He's only had 63 or over 60 yards, excuse me, in one game, and that came mostly on a 53-yard reception. So what you're looking at is a lot of touchdowns. He has 12 touchdowns on the ground and one rushing touchdown. Okay, The Bears have allowed six rushing touchdowns in nine games. So this is not a don't start Dalvin Cook. This is a don't expect to see the 30 to 40 point game we have seen the last couple weeks. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, the that Bears defense is really, especially inside the red zone. They are They great. are no joke. Yeah. Aaron, why don't you start us off with your wide receiver bust this week? All right, so my wide receiver bust this week is Robbie Anderson. He draws the matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? He is currently wide receiver 13 on the year. He's not finished inside the top 30 in the last four weeks, okay? So this has been a steady decline. We've seen Curtis Samuel get more involved, and then last week, you know, we see McCaffrey come back. This is not a role that was expected out of Robbie Anderson to be this good or this consistent, so I think that it's more of a fact that we're just seeing Teddy Bridgewater kind of distribute the ball evenly across his receivers. And when there's not a big passing game, you're not getting a lot of production out of those guys. Like Curtis Samuel has been getting more done on the ground than he has through the air with the exception of this last week. Tampa Bay has only finished outside the top 14 in defenses on the week twice on the season. And both of those games were against New Orleans. So against everybody else besides New Orleans, they've been a top 14 defense. So I just expect Robbie Anderson to finish outside the top 25, even top 30 this week. All right. All right. I like it. My wide receiver bust this week is going to be Jacoby Myers, the New England Patriots wide receiver. Now he's definitely worth the ad in leagues because he's only 10% owned. And Double-digit targets in back-to-back weeks is just too good to pass up. He needs to be owned everywhere. But this Ravens matchup is really the reason why I'm staying away from him this week. The Ravens are a top-10 pass defense, and Cam Newton is 29th in passing yards per game. 
It's it's just not good. Cam Newton doesn't look like he can throw the ball. He's only thrown two touchdowns this season. That's 38. 38th in the league. He's behind Tua. He's behind Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, and Dwayne Haskins for passing touchdowns. It's kind of embarrassing, actually. Uh, Myers' snap percentage has gone up each week, but Bird is still playing more snaps than him. It, so... It's just a scary it's just a scary matchup for me really. The Ravens defense, they haven't looked as good as they did last year, but they're they're still seventh amongst uh wide receivers. Uh going against wide receivers. So it's it's just too hard for me to start him off two weeks where it was just targets and receptions that really made him fantasy relevant. All right, so my uh, wide receiver bust for this week is Adam Thielen. Again, going back to that Minnesota versus Chicago game, um, they're a tough, tough defense. You already had Kirk Cousins as your bust quarterback, and likely, I'm, I guess you can consider this the stack. Yeah, um, yeah, triple stack with Dalvin oh, Cook. Yeah. yeah, Adam yeah, just, Thielen, Kirk Cousins. Just stay away from the Vikings this week, apparently except for Dalvin Cook, who you should start. Well, you should start, yeah. But um, Since the bye, um, he's had less than 10 targets with only nine in the two games and only five receptions and 65 total yards between those two games. <sighs> I believe Chicago has only allowed 10 passing touchdowns this season. So... It, and he hasn't had a, he hasn't caught a touchdown in the past two games, I believe. So don't expect him to get in that end zone. And Jeff, Justin Jefferson is, you know, the guy to go to in that passing offense. Um, and again, they're they're probably going to have to go with Cook, but yeah, yeah, don't. I don't know. I don't. I think I would stay away from Jefferson as well. Jefferson can get those underneath targets and make something make a big play happen but i'm not counting on that this week against the bears i'm not oh, i no. mean i'm I staying agree. away from him and Thielen. stay away from I, irv smith jr like this is not this is not a team that you want to play your wide receivers against right i'm just saying jefferson is probably the better option of the two but yeah still stay away from either of them yeah i think the only vikings player you can start this week is dalvin cook yeah All right, let's move on to some tight ends. Who's going to bust at tight end this week? Pretty much everyone. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey's <laughs> on by, so uh, just don't start tight ends this week. Let's move on. No, all right, let's let's give the people someone who's good. People who are going to bust. I have Jordan Akins, Houston Texans uh, tight end. They're going against Cleveland. His return last week, he only caught two balls for 19 yards, and he finished his tight end 32. Terrible. He's behind uh, Fells and Snaps, who Fells outsnapped him by 11 by 11 snaps. So not a lot, but he in a two tight end split, I would like my tight end to be on the field more than uh, the other tight end. 
Cleveland's pass defense isn't great, but they're coming off a bye, so they should be rested, and they should have Miles Garrett back, which is going to help with the pass rush. So I'm staying away from Jordan Aikens. I mean, if you play him, you're really hoping he gets in the end zone, but there's not a big chance that he does this week. All right, and then for my tight end bust of the week, I'm going with Jared Cook for the New Orleans Saints. He draws the matchup against San Francisco this week, who are the seventh best team against tight ends. And with Michael Thomas back, I expect to see more than the, I believe it was eight targets that he saw on Sunday night, because that game was, you know, a blowout. So I think we expect to see more along the 15 target range for Michael Thomas, which is going to take away from Jared Cook. He's finished as a top eight tight end in three of the last four weeks. The only week he hasn't was last week against Tampa, where he finished with two points and was tight end 40, oh, excuse me, tight end 36 on the week. So I think he's just someone that I'm avoiding if uh, I can, because I just don't think the production or the targets are going to be there. So my player, my tight end is bust is Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers going against Miami. Again, their defense, the Miami defense is pretty brutal. Um, And Hunter Henry is not a go-to guy in that offense, pretty much. He throws to uh, Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. And since their bye, um, these are his stats since the bye. Three catches for 23 yards, no touchdown. Four catches for 33 yards, no touchdown. Four catches for 33 yards, again, no touchdown. And Miami has only allowed 11 passing touchdowns this year, I believe. So just almost just as good as that Bears offense in terms of passing. And he's not the tight end that we want him to be or at all. And Miami is fifth against the tight end. So I just don't expect him to do well. I mean, maybe it would be cool to see him to get four catches for 33 yards again. (laughs) Again. As long as he doesn't get in the end zone. Right. Other than that, I don't, he's not going to do well. I don't expect. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. That Miami defense is pretty stout that, I mean, coming into the season, I didn't see them playing this well, but they've played above expectation for sure for me. Yeah. I think they're, they're either they're second in their division just behind Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Defense wins championships. Yeah. Yeah. True. We'll see. We'll see what happens whenever we uh, get down to the playoffs, to the nitty gritty. All right. So superstars of the week. Let's let's go through some guys that we think are going to blow up this week. At quarterback, I have Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. They're going against Carolina this week. He's sixth in passing yards and fourth in passing touchdowns this season, Tom Brady is. And the Panthers are giving up the 13th most passing yards per game right now. So they're not terrible, but they're not good either. Tom Brady... He's he's really going to – I think he's going to have a fire lit underneath him after that embarrassment on national television against the Saints last week, this last week. And so I think Brady comes out and has a stellar game. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not as excited about the matchup, but I think what we've seen from Brady this year is that he's produced and you add Antonio Brown into that offense. And yeah, it didn't look great week one with him or the first week, I should say. But I think if anybody's going to be able to get it done, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, the matchup, the matchup isn't great. Like I was saying, but I think it's, I, I think it's just more Brady's going to not, I mean, he just got embarrassed on Sunday night. So I think he comes out and has a way better game this week. Yes, and I, I this sort of foreshadows my a pick of mine later on for superstar. So, mm. uh, in the matchup, I think weirdly enough, I think Christian McCaffrey being out makes it better for Tampa Bay because I think Christian McCaffrey is sort of a spark that the Carolina team needs yes, and yeah. needed, and without him, I don't think they play the same. So, plus yeah. he's angry. That's true, too. All right, so for my quarterback, superstar of the week, I'm going to keep it easy and simple. It's Jared Goff. He's playing Seattle. That's all. Yeah, Seattle's defense through the air is trash. It, it, yeah, it says it. It speaks for itself. Yeah. So my quarterback superstar, I think, for this week is Deshaun Watson. I believe he's around quarterback seven this year. And he's going against Cleveland. He has, like we said before, he has two powerhouse wide receivers in Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller. And like I mentioned on Tuesday, Will Fuller has caught six straight touchdowns, like six games with a touchdown in a row. And there's no reason I see that stopping. Um, And plus both of them can catch touchdowns. Um, Cleveland has allowed 17 touchdowns to quarterbacks this year and are in the bottom 10 of defense defenses in terms of those passing touchdowns. Um, and they've also allowed over 2,100 passing yards this season to quarterbacks. And they've only hit the quarterback 33 times, which is one of the worst teams in the, in the NFL. And I think they've only sacked the quarterback like 20 times. Um, so I expect him to be uh, able to move around the pocket and get the ball downfield. Um, yeah, that, that 33 hits on the quarterback is tied for second worst in the NFL. Um, and in all of his games, he has at least 250 passing yards with his worst game coming against Kansas City, where he just got over 250. Um, he has four games, I believe, with over, three, uh, over 300 passing yards, and he has no interceptions in the past three games. So I expect him to be able to do well in the offense in the passing game against Cleveland. Yeah, and you said he was somewhere around QB seven. He's QB six on the season right now. Okay. And he's yeah, so even better than you thought. And uh, he's only had three games outside of the top twelve uh, for quarterbacks this season, and averaging twenty two points per game. He started off the season really slow and kind of disappointing, but he's picked it up the last few weeks, and he gets the job done for you. Well, yeah, and like you said, you know, three games outside the top 12, and it was three of the first four games. So since then, he's been quarterback six, one, nine, and nine. So maybe something to do with some coaching changes might have helped there. Maybe. (laughs) All right, let's move on to some running back superstars this week. 
Does anyone want to go first? Or you guys want me to go? Take it away. All right, I'll go first. Mine's pretty pretty easy. Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. They're going against Jacksonville this week. And Jacksonville is giving up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. Aaron Jones coming back last week, he didn't look great. He only got 58 yards on the ground, and he didn't get into the end zone. But that was the first week all season that he played that he didn't get into the end zone. And he's gotten into the end zone almost two times per week. There's been one week where he got into the end zone once and then this past week where he didn't get into the end zone at all. But other than that, he's been getting two touchdowns a game. So Aaron Jones is a monster running back, and I don't think you anyone had any questions on benching him, but I think he has a great game against Jacksonville this, uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I think what we see is that maybe Green Bay jumps out to a, a big lead, or if not, I don't think this game will be particularly close. So we're going to see him involved with a passing game as well, which always helps running backs value. Yeah, Jamal Williams should be back this week um, off the COVID reserve list, but that doesn't really scare me. Aaron Jones should be back at full strength now, and Jacksonville's 27th against running backs. Um, Jones also hasn't, to your passing downs uh, comment, he hasn't had less than four targets in a game this season. So he's getting passing work as well, not like Kamara is or anything, but he it's there and he's getting receiving touchdowns also. To be fair, I don't think any running back Anyone, yeah, besides yeah. McCaffrey's getting Kamara touches, but you know, you'll take what you get at the running back position. Yep. All right. For my running back superstar of the week, it's going to be Kareem Hunt running back for the Cleveland Browns. You get the Houston Texans matchup. So this is regardless of whether or not Nick Chubb is back. Okay. With Nick Chubb, he's been a, uh, top five running back and then without him he's been i believe he was running back i had it here he was like running back uh 12 total but overall he's running back eight on the year so um oh here we go sorry so four weeks with chubb he was running back 26 5 20 and 11 so starter with chubb and then without chubb i think he still holds that value we're not going to see Nick Chubb get the full workload that he might be used to. So I think that gives Hunt a few extra touches uh, more than we would expect with Chubb being back. But even in the case that they're both active, I think that uh, they're both in for really good games. For me, it's sort of a battle between me and uh, JJ this on this one because I'm picking James Robinson. <laughs> Jacksonville running back. Um. And I know there's a point where Green Bay might get away in this game, but um, their defense has actually not done very well against the run this year, being one of the worst the worst teams in the NFL. I think they're ranked 31st, according to ESPN. Um, and they've allowed 11 rushing touchdowns this season, which is two off the most allowed this uh, by teams this season. And Robinson has three total touchdowns in the past two games with one of those being a passing touchdown or a, a, a receiving touchdown. I'm sorry. Uh -huh. So he is involved in the, the passing game to a certain degree. Um, we'll see if Luton 
in, in incorporates him in this passing game. Um, he didn't last week, but if Luton's going to play, we'll see if he is more comfortable. Um, but regardless, in the past two games, he's had 119 rushing yards and 99 rushing yards. So I expect him to uh, break the 1,000 yards allowed by Green Bay. Because right now, I think they've only allowed 888 rushing <laughs> yards. So I expect him to hopefully have a game over 112, which would get um, past 1,000. So, and he's only two games outside the top 20 this year. So it's a good matchup for him. Yeah. I spoke on the podcast uh, on Tuesday about DeAndre Swift might be the best rookie running back for fantasy this year, but I totally forgot about James Robinson. He is clearly the best rookie running back for fantasy this year. Jacksonville James. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I like it. He's, he's really good. All right, yeah. <laughs> for wide receivers this week, I have a pretty easy one. Robert Woods, they're going against Seattle. We've gone over this. Seattle's pass defense is not good. They're giving up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Um, they're worst in the league against the pass, and they are only giving up the third most touchdowns through the air, so I guess that's a positive. They're not last in that category, so that's cool. Um, Robert Woods is out snapping Cooper Cup on the season. Cooper Cup is banged up like we talked about earlier, so that's the only reason why uh, I would pick Robert Woods over Cooper Cup right now. He's also the touchdown guy this season. He has four through the air and two on the ground, so I think Robert Woods is going to have a pretty big week this week. Yeah, all of my fantasy teams would love that because I have shares of Robert Woods quite literally all over the place. All right, my wide receiver superstar this week is going to be Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. He's finished inside the top 30 in the last four weeks, and he's numbered, uh, and they're number 10 in week eight. The Vikings are 30th, according to ESPN, uh, against the wide receiver position. I think this is just a great matchup with Chicago not going to be giving up a lot of points on the other end that we're going to see uh, the Bears stick in this game. And with an ineffective running game, I think that Allen Robinson's going to be force-fed some targets. Yeah, I like that. All righty. So my pick for wide receiver superstar is A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. They're going against Indianapolis this week. But, is a, but it's a Thursday night game. I know, but he is the number one wide receiver on the team. I know, uh-huh. I know. So I did think about that. That did cross my mind. But he is the number one wide receiver on that team. And um, it's Very sort of weird. Indy, Indy kind of flip-flops um, in terms of how they play their defense in a, like away games versus home, home games. Because in um, – away games they have a really really good rush defense but have a not as good pass defense so uh in in away games uh the indianapolis colts have given more yards in the air than home games um, about 237 yards per game versus their 175 yards allowed um at home games 
and in the last three games have allowed 251 yards per game. So that's good for him if he's going to get yards. And um, just speaking of him being uh, dependable, in um, the past five games, he has six touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. And he has two games with over 100 receiving yards this year. So given that entire pot of just beautiful ingredients, um, I expect a beautiful dish from A.J. Brown this week. Yeah. Even on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. You're always looking for touchdowns in fantasy. Like, touchdowns really rule their they'll win you weeks and AJ Brown has a chance to get into the end zone every time he touches the ball, whether it's a go route or a slant route or anything, this man can get into the end zone at any time. And he's averaging eight targets a game right now. I he's, he's too good to not start to not play and especially on a Thursday night or even on a Thursday night. And not just that, but if you look at last week, I mean, I'm sure there are stats about this out there, but the Titans looked awful. Absolutely awful yeah. on offense. 228 total yards. Ryan Tannehill completed 10 passes. 10, yeah. Okay. There's got to be some sort of bounce back. Like, if this team has any sort of pride, you're not going out there and putting up two goose eggs like that. Like, so I think that even makes a stronger case to just come out and be like, look, we're going to beat you with Derrick Henry and we're going to beat you with A.J. Brown, our two best players. Like, try and stop us. And the Colts might actually stop Derrick Henry or at least slow him down. I wouldn't say stop him because I don't know if you can stop Derrick Henry, but they might slow him down, which will really open up the game for A.J. Brown. All right, let's move on to some tight ends. Aaron, why don't you hit us with your tight end superstar of the week? All right, so my tight end superstar of the week is Mark Andrews. Now, I know he's had an extremely disappointing season as far as just tight ends go, but especially since um, the, I mean, the draft value that you put into this guy. Like, he was going, what, like third, fourth round most places? Yeah, I would say fourth round, maybe fifth round if you're lucky, but third tight end off the board. Yeah, he's going in most leagues as your third, maybe fourth tight end off the board. He's struggled mightily this year, and there's nothing in this matchup that tells me that uh, New England's not going to do a good job, but it's just at some point, I think you just have to kind of have blind faith with players that are this good. Like, he's going to see the targets. He's going to get in the end zone eventually, and I think that um, last week and the last few weeks, actually, with the Ravens struggling on offense, I think it's kind of a statement game to come out and just, you know, show everybody that they're worth all the hype that they had coming into the season. I think it results with Mark Andrews getting in the end zone a couple times, maybe. Yeah, I don't think this has been a Mark Andrews problem. I think this is more of a Lamar problem. He He's just not throwing as many touchdowns as he was last year. They're definitely not on the same pace um, as they were last year in the throwing column. But that's – and that's really hurt hurt mark andrews but he's he's still a good player and he still has plenty of upside plenty of potential yeah and to your point about the touchdowns like he's he's got five touchdowns on the year he got he got quite a few of them early um he scored two in week one and two in week four but he's at he's under 300 yards receiving on the year like that's just ridiculous for a guy that was the number 
three or four tight end last year. Like, yeah. and I, like you said, it is a Lamar problem. And I think that Sunday night is going to be one of these ones where they're on the big stage. They're the only game going and with a lot of pressure on Lamar. I think he comes through this week. Let's hope. Yeah. And new England almost lost to Jacksonville last week. <laughs> the Jets. So yeah, I'm the sorry, Jets. the Jets. I mean, yeah, I, they're both bad teams, but they, how dare um, you disrespect Jacksonville like that? I am sorry. I, 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 sh- I will personally apologize to James Robinson. Um, um, the Jets, like they almost lost to the Jets. So, and we know how, like the the Baltimore, Col- uh, not the Baltimore Colts, oh. the Baltimore Ravens, um, the Baltimore Throwback. Ravens. Yeah, um, I do too much history throughout the week. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, their biggest problem is facing good teams, and New England isn't necessarily that in that tier of a, like the teams they face where they've really struggled. So I think this is a chance to do well against a good team, and they're motivated. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the the pick. Yeah, I like it too. My tight end start of the week this week, Noah Fant. Now, he's he got banged up in the last game, but he was able to return, so I think he'll be fine for this week. And Albert O is going to be out this week for sure. We don't know for how long, but for sure this week. Right now, Noah Fant is seventh in points per game for the tight end position, so... He's he's definitely within that top 10, and he's been doing it at a consistent rate. Um, he's tied for the most red zone passing targets on his team despite missing two weeks, so he he has a chance of getting in the end zone, which for this tight end position is really what matters the most. And we saw it against the Chargers. This Raiders secondary is not that good. Like, they should have been scored on twice at the end of that game, but the Chargers are the Chargers, and they don't like to catch fades. Or I don't know why you even throw that second fade to a backup tight end. But anyway, the Raiders let them drive all the way down and and almost score a touchdown. They should have scored a touchdown. Their secondary is just not not that good. How dare you insult my Chargers and their <laughs> awful coach. <laughs> Shout out, Mikey. Fire Anthony Lynn. Uh, we could get into this into that Chargers-Raiders game. That was terrible, terrible play calling by the Chargers. And somehow they still drove down the field on the Raiders. You could get into the last four Chargers games and have a discussion about yeah. awful play calling and coaching, but I need some sanity left. So we're going to skip past that. And Albert O um, does... They have confirmed it. It is a torn ACL, so he's going to be done for this season. All righty. Now, much like Steven Spielberg does with the air tanks and Jaws and with the belt buckles in Jurassic Park, I, it's time for me to pay off the foreshadowing from earlier. <laughs> so, my, my tight end of, of the week is Rob Gronkowski. Like JJ said earlier, I think Tampa Bay is going to be pissed coming off one of Tom Brady's, if not his worst performance ever. Um, and I expect them to come out angry and um, it's just expected to be a bounce back week for them. And Gronk has shown that he's Brady's guy. Um, he had three straight weeks with a touchdown before the new Orleans game and Carolina is a susceptible defense. 
So I just expect Gronk to do Gronk things. Yeah, before this New Orleans uh, game, the past three games, he was tight end six, tight end two, tight end four. Then against the Saints, he was tight end 47. So, um, you know, within that top 10, three of the last four weeks, that's that's good. Getting in the end zone really helps him, obviously, but he could do it again this week. I think they're going to be playing mad. So lots of scoring by Tampa Bay this week. Anything else before we get out of here is – all right, that'll wrap it us up for us over here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Aaron, thank you for joining me. Keone, thank you so much for joining me. Producer Ian, as always, thank you. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Daydreamers and on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. Like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Leave a comment. Leave a review, please. It really helps us. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Stay dreaming. Stay, stay, stay dreaming, dreaming, dreaming.